0: Welcome to Resources for the Road, a podcast by Next Trucking, where we try to provide fleets with tools and knowledge to help them keep the wheels turning. As our namesake suggests, we craft each episode for you and your life on the road by tapping thought leaders from companies across the globe. We deliver best practices and useful tips that accelerate growth for owner-operators and small fleets alike. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Resources for the Road, brought to you by Next Trucking. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Matt Schropp, who is the CEO at Harbor Trucking Association. So thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Matt, and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: Of course. Glad to have you on. So, Matt, we're going to start with a little introduction. So can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you end up running the Harbor
1: Trucking Association? Sure. uh Sure. Again, my name is Mash Rapp. I'm the CEO of the Harbor Trucking Association. Uh, I've been working in and around government regulatory policy for heavy-duty trucking for about the last 18 years. Uh, When my predecessor, Weston LeBar, had moved on, uh, I was approached by several board members of the HTA to ask if I would apply, and lo and behold, I, I got the job. So leading up to this I was vice president of government programs for a commercial truck dealership network called Velocity Vehicle Group where I assisted both our sales staff and customers in understanding some of the regulatory requirements under Air Resources Board rules as well as grant opportunities government financing opportunities uh, I also handled interfacing with the uh, elected officials regulators etc on behalf of our corporate company, uh, worked within the finance arm, worked with our small business arm. So I've been around uh, many facets of, of the industry itself. Uh, prior to that, I was director of environmental affairs for the California Trucking Association. So again, my world has been just in the regulatory policy side of things. They do not let me drive trucks, but I know all the rules that that govern them.
0: Well, thank you for sharing your origin story with us. It sounds that you have quite the resume. A lot of experience. And, you know, that gives us uh, some insight on how you're going to be answering this next question we have for you. But I want to ask, how is trucking at the port different than over-the-road long-haul trucking we think about when most people think of an
1: 18-wheeler? First of all, it's more regional and local. So pretty much most of the drivers are home every night with their families, unlike over the road where you're gone for five, six days at a time. So here we're concentrated solely on 12 containerized marine terminals in the ports of LA and Long Beach and taking that cargo to local distribution centers as near as uh, Rancho Dominguez, Compton, Wilmington, all the way out to some of the Inland Empire spots like San Bernardino, Ontario, Rancho Cucamonga, Fontana. So while it's regional and local in nature, we're still picking up cargo from generally the same place, especially import cargo. It's all coming out of the ports of Valley and Long Beach. There are a couple near dock facilities, but more or less we're ingressing and ingressing from those facilities on a daily basis where the over the road folks, God bless them being out there on the highways and knights and knights and uh, dames and, and men of the highway. But I'll tell you uh, what we do is a little bit different, primarily because we're home every night.
0: Absolutely. So it's more regional and local at the core of it. And, you know, as a follow-up to that, you know, why is port work so tremendously difficult? I mean, haven't imports been happening for a long time? So why is that?
1: I guess it depends on what your measurement of difficult is. Uh, Yes, we've been importing, you know, since they started containerized trade, which goes back to, you know, started in the 50s by Malcolm McLean. He was actually a trucker. He basically invented the container. And as we've seen it, evolve over the past 50, 60 years, a tremendous amount since globalization has taken hold, especially over the past 30 years, we've really seen an uptick in imports. And as manufacturers have moved their their operations offshore, it just requires more logistics and more focus on getting that cargo into the U.S. So LA Long Beach is the largest gate gateway port complex gateway in the entire country. Last year, they handled over 20 million TEUs, which is the most ever by any port in the Western Hemisphere. So it's not that necessarily things have changed, but we've seen a lot more volume come through. So we've always had these imports. We've always had these cans or boxes as we call them. We've always had chassis as it is a Modal transport or intermodal, even going out to the rail, coming from the port, moving on to a truck. So, uh, again, I don't think that it's necessarily changed very much. It's just really a function of volume and how much cargo is actually coming through these gateways these days.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like it's just an, a matter of numbers and volume, as you were saying. So, that's where the difficulty can potentially come into. And, you know, actually, this is something I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, but the Supreme Court just declined an appeal which is essentially making AB5 the law of the land in Mm -hmm. California. So, you know, I want to ask you, what exactly does this mean? How did this come about and what should small fleets be doing?
1: Well, the the history of it goes back to a case known as Dynamex or Dynamics, depending on who you ask, uh, back into, I believe, 2017 is when it started, when effectively uh, a challenge was brought forth by by some employees or independent contractors working for this parcel delivery company known as Dynamex. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. Effectively what happened is, is these folks were formally classified as employees. Dynamex changed their status to independent contractors. They were essentially sued. It was appealed all the way to the California Supreme Court, which then codified something known as the ABC test. And while the ABC test generally looks at making sure that you have a business that is outside of direct control of the contracting entity, it's engaged in a line of work that traditionally has independent companies working within it. And the most problematic of this test is this B prong, as it's referred to as, which is you have to be in a different line of business than the company that you're contracting with. So in trucking, that makes it virtually impossible because if you're in trucking and operating under another motor carrier's authority, you're both in trucking, ergo, it's a violation of this B-prong. So the California Supreme Court had decided this. Effectively, what happened after that is a bill was passed in California, AB5. It was signed in 2019 and went into effect in 2020, codifying the ABC test. It has over 100 exemptions that go along with it, and it's soon to be a law of general applicability, but probably the only law of general applicability that has dozens of exemptions attached to it. Suffice it to say, the California Trucking Association, our partner organization, had sued the state of California, and it made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And as you mentioned just last week, the review request pushed forth by the CTA was denied by the state by the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. What what happens now is it's basically put back down to the trial court level and whether or not CTA wants to pursue a trial court avenue remains to be seen, but that's where it sits legally. What happens is, is more or less as soon as the injunction is lifted, because during the entire time that the CTA had been suing the state of California over this, an injunction was in place, which prevented the state of California, specifically the Department of Labor Standards Enforcement and the Employment Development Department, from enforcing the ABC test on independent contractor relationships. And so now that the Supreme Court has denied the motion, we will have the injunction lifted and effectively California will begin enforcing this rule uh, imminently at any point in time. What also is problematic is that a plaintiff um, can bring a suit against a trucking company for misclassification, utilizing the ABC test and its retroactive all the way back to 2020. And if it has anything to do with wage claims, it can go back to 2018, I believe, when the Dynamex case was finalized. So very problematic, likely to have impacts on capacity definitely we'll be seeing higher costs for trucking in California as there's limited pathways for folks to comply with the law.
0: Well, you know, to thread this conversation and because, you know, we always end every episode with the same question. If you could offer truckers or small fleets, no O's, one piece of advice, what would it be? And, you know, I think you'd probably have some advice pertaining to this.
1: <laughs> well, the one thing I always tell folks is, you know, take pride in what you do. The only advice I can give is to keep your head high and realize that you are the backbone of the economy. It stops without your participation. And despite all the challenges that we have from elected officials and regulators, the, the strong will survive at this point in time. It's important to be hauling for a motor carrier as an independent contractor who takes care of you and values the work that you are able to pro- to, to provide for them. And if you're an employee driver, again, working for the right company is critical in making sure that you're taken care of. So my one piece of advice, I guess, would be is to stay strong, keep that chin up, take pride in what you do. And, uh, you know, we're all here supporting you, whether you see it or not.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for that, Matt. Well, you know what? That wraps up our conversation for today. So thank you so much to Matt for joining us on today's podcast of Resources for the Road. If you want to learn more about the revolution of trucking, check out nexttrucking.com and look for their podcast wherever it is you get your podcast at. Thank you, Matt.
1: Thank you.